Hey, y'all. And welcome back for another episode of More to the Story. More to the Story. I am Farron Moore. I'm to hear more. What up, though? What's popping? It's your boy back in the building, back in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's so feel aggressive. Me? But okay. It's a, um, it's a very difficult conversation we're about to have. Yes. So I have to pump we've, myself up any yeah. way I can. We've been going back and forth on whether or not to talk about this. I was not ready initially. Um... Because it makes me emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I do know from emails and DMs and all the things that I've gotten that we are not the only ones going or that have went through this. Um, so I just wanted to, to bring it to the forefront and share my uncomfortability. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Share my uncomfortability. I feel like you don't actually know if that's no, that's not that's word. With you guys, so let's get into it and be uncomfortable together. Ooh. Shit. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to talk about the um, the causes or just dealing with a sexless relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, just a little backstory. Ours started pretty early. It was a a big transition for yeah. us both. Um, us living together um, across the country, away from family and and all of that. Uh, Me staying with somebody, waking up to somebody. I wasn't used yeah, to that. Yeah, I'm um, having to... a kid in the house for oh, you. Man. That was new. I was used to getting the yams and them getting the fuck out. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I might invite them for breakfast, but like just being there all day, the rest of the day? Oh, God, no. <laughs> and it's so crazy because you were actually in a relationship before me, mm-hmm. but it still was like... Ours was like it felt brand new for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Um, yeah. So, just all of that was super new, and um, it was just it was a lot. It was a stressful situation. We were broke AF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, living it across the country together had just gotten engaged and then like you know we would have sex multiple times a day in the beginning mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just stopped i mean multiple times when we first got like, back together oh my god i was <laughs> throwing that dick in the back of that pussy you understand me like a bowling ball i was <laughs> gutter balling that dick oh my god listen up, why you gotta be so gross fucking her thighs up <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Fucking it up, man. Absolutely. But um, it was that new. But, yeah. It was, yeah. And we had been apart for so long. That yeah. It was like this excitement that we were back together, and then we were finally on the same page and yeah. deciding to be together. Like, it was great. And then it just it skirted to a, a, it was a screeching halt. Yeah. Um, and it's, it decreased over time. We went to, we went from, time? no, no, because, I mean, in the sense of, like, we went from, Smashing every day, multiple times a day, to smashing like once a day, to smashing like four or five times a week, to like three times a week, to like one a week. I don't even remember that gradual. I, remember, I definitely do. Because by the time we got engaged, we had already made it to like four or five times a week. Okay. Yeah. And then after the engagement, it went to like three three to two times a week. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we got married, 
it was maybe one or two a week, if that. Yeah, about if one or that. two. Yeah, yeah, one or two a week. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think it was that because I remember us already having the conversation of like, "Yo, what happened?" Um, so it was a uh, a few things like just at the beginning of it. I know I had well, actually, we both had like our own perceptions of what married sex was and boring as fuck <laughs> in his mind it was boring as fuck mm-hmm. and like for some reason it it just didn't exist once you got married like sex just didn't exist anymore and for me it was oh all i hear is that the women are the reason that sex stops so don't be the bitch that make it stop right so that's to my defense the only married people i had a, a, a glimpse of in, in, in terms of like reality was definitely holier than that. My uncle Big Ray, my auntie Charlene, who I stayed with and spent a lot of weekends with growing up and never called them having sex. Number one. Number two, um, I don't, for me, it was like when I was dating people and there was no real emotional attachment. Of course, you, you know, you have some type of emotional emotional attachment to somebody if you you smash them multiple times you spend time together but like there's no there's no union mm-hmm. right then it you could be as nasty as you want to but it was something about when she took the vows I took the vows she became my wife I felt like it was on a different level and I feel like I can't come on your face I became angelic yeah I can't I can't come <laughs> on your face and you fixing breakfast and kissing uh, kiss my daughter on the cheek like yeah yo, 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 my meat was just on your lips <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I just bust all over your eyebrows. You had an eye infection for three hours for because three hours? I ain't tell you when. So is that it, how it, eye infections work? The point is, <laughs> it, it, I, it, I had this work. misconception of what marriage was, and also it, 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 I, I had no one to talk to about this mm-hmm. either, because Same. as a guy, as a man, having problems with erections and sex is not a comfortable conversation to go to about with your homeboys, to your homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Because one, they may not be married. Two, they may or may not have experienced this type of thing. And three, just, you don't you don't know if they're mature enough to handle this sensitive information. Yeah. And it's also something like, because I went to the doctor and everything, I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's my testosterone. I went and got my testosterone tested. That's how confused and just aloof and... Just desperate for answers, I was. But that's not even the like, the beginning of it, which is why I don't like when you say you were the problem because, it. I feel like from my point of view, it started when, I told you like I don't climax like uh, penetration does not do that for doesn't do mm-hmm. it for me. So all this time. We, all these years, we had been having sex and, you know, getting it in, and I rarely came. And that was just, like, that's just who I've been, no matter who I've been with. It's just, it just does not happen all the time. And now I can, like, give me a good 10 minutes, I got it. But (laughs) before, I just never had that connection or that with anybody to where I, I just enjoyed sex and I did not climax. Yeah, that's that, that and which was when crazy. I me. told you that yeah. like he took it very, very personal. And I'm I like, thinking I'm I mean, we was fucking this is in, kind of we, a, was, we was 
fucking this fucking in college. This is what happens. And here's the thing. From my point of view. Here's the, here's the thing. In college, I had no idea. We was fucking fucking. Like, I, when I had my locks, and we were just talking about this at dinner with this other couple, I used to, I used to be, I mean, deep in that coochie. <laughs> And I had my locks. I would throw my locks back yes. over my shoulder, and I would tell her, "Call me call Sebastian." Because <laughs> I felt like Sebastian was a nigga with long hair. Pull my hair. Call I me Sebastian. Was, I, man, I was fucking fucking. You understand? I was fucking fucking, and I'm thinking, and I that do. was great. You were. I still do, but I just don't. And you know, sometimes, like I even, I mean, we get it now, and mm-hmm. you get it now. Sometimes, even with a vibrator, that shit is just not gonna happen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh well, today ain't my day, and that's it. Like I'm just used to it. And not only that, uh, when we got back together, it was taking Farron a very long very time. If she did climax, it was 45 minutes to an hour. Yes. And so me being the egotistical maniac that I am, <laughs> I was like a control freak. And a control freak. I was like, I'm up for the motherfucking challenge. So I'm fucking every <laughs> position. I'm uh, turn over. Yeah, from the side. Yeah, yeah. Get on top. Waka, waka, waka. I'm trying. Waka, waka. Yeah, all of that. I mean, we we figured out if we elevated her midsection. My hips. Her hips. So that, we, y'all yeah. ladies know the pillow. You put the pillow put under that. her back and the waist, fellas. Angle. If you don't know that one. It woo. puts your, your clit at a good angle for So the, the friction from the penis would hit it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then also, fellas, you don't have to hunch over when you're, 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 you're going missionary. Mm-hmm. If you put mm-hmm. the pillow mm-hmm. under, you right at waist. So you boom, you grab the legs, boom, 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 right? <laughs> Perfect. If you haven't got that, also look into a wedge or a sex pillow. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay? Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying everything and it got to a point where and this was hard to tell her because she was exhausting it it, it was exhausting but it was also hard to tell her because she if it felt like a chore yeah sex had become what is that microphone a, a a chore to the point where it's like i love doing this activity and now it's become so long mm-hmm. i equate it to damn near taking out the trash yeah it's like nobody wants to take out the trash for 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> and it became exhausting. And I'm like, well, it can't be, it can't be I'm tired of sex. Because I fucking love sex. I love fucking fucking. Right? <laughs> so I'm thinking of all this stuff. Well, I'm working two jobs. I'm working at CarMax and Walgreens overnight. It's got to be this. It's got to be, yeah. and I'm still trying to go to the clubs. And the reality is... I had somewhat mentally checked out because yeah. I assumed it would always, always be, be this that. way. And I, so even when we got to a point where it wasn't that way anymore, he still had that mindset that this is going to take forever. And yep. so it was a a nice stretch of time where he would act actively avoid like coming to bed with me because he knew I wanted to have sex and he didn't. Yeah. And so, that's, that's a hard thing to accept for both of us. Yeah, it's a hard thing was, as a man to like that was to, to to be hanging out at the club, the club about to close, the comic club about to close, like, man, what else is over? Like, nigga, take your ass home. Like, my wife gonna wanna fuck. <laughs> and I ain't got it in me. Yeah. And it's a hard thing for her to accept it's my like, husband doesn't want to fuck me because yeah. it's like, what's wrong with me? Is yeah. it a me thing? Does he not find me attractive it made me regret telling you like they say oh you know let your partner know if you if what's what's 
sex, whatever they're doing isn't working for you. And it was like, okay, I'm being honest. I'm telling you, like, that's not what makes me climax. And for him to have taken it so hard, I was like, I wish I had never said anything. I should have just fucking lied. Mm. But we had never talked about it. It was never a question before. Right. So he assumed that I had been. And I just assumed we were just enjoying each other's bodies. I thought I was tearing that thing out. Why do you... Yo, a a climax and tearing that thing up are two separate things. Yeah, but at the end of tearing that thing up, it's it's the climax. Like, oh, he tore that thing up. I came so hard. (laughs) Like, I assume that came so hard was following tearing that thing up. And it was not. No. And and like Jennifer said, that's pretty common. Yes. I just assumed I had... I was... I had... I had ang dick. I thought I had the the what ang from um. I know, but why? I don't get the connection. I was a chosen one. Okay, <laughs> the avatar. I thought I had avatar dick. Nigga, thought I had that wind, water, <laughs> fire, goddamn, grounding dick. Shut you the came fuck to find up. out I got some normal light skinned penis. <laughs> Above average, I, but normal at his best. <laughs> I hate you for even ruining that show for me like that. <laughs> also, let me say this before we go on, because this is probably going to be a two-part series. Yeah. Because like she, she said, we struggle going back and forth because we're going we're gonna to let y'all in yes. on a lot of personal stuff. And this is probably something that we may continue, but it probably just will be for Patreon because... Listen, everybody ain't going to appreciate this, and it ain't for everybody. But there are people, the reason we're doing this, one, it's not just for the views. Two, it is for the views because we want people to, to actually watch this and see this and actually get help from this. Three is to create a community because I know I'm not the only guy that, that has gone through this or feels this way or still somewhat and currently dealing with this. Yeah, and I'm not the only woman. We always hear this. it's the reverse of genders, that the guy always wants sex and the woman doesn't want, but that's not always the fucking case. It so is, we want to create not. an a community where people feel safe, come in and be like, yo, oh, somebody else was dealing with it? Okay, what, did that, what worked for them? Mm-hmm. It might be somebody that's watching this that has dealt with this 15 years ago, and they can offer some advice that can help me and everyone else that's currently going through this. Mm-hmm. So... We're not just doing this like, oh, man, hot topics. I can't make my wife come. Nigga, help me. <laughs> You're so dramatic. <laughs> no, but for real, though, because yeah. like we, you yeah. don't hear enough you don't. people in my position that have the numbers admit something that they are not perfect at. Yeah. This yeah. is a fault, and it is something that is mentally... And it is it is rooted in there, and yeah. I'm working actively with my therapist, with my wife, and great communication, and hopefully other people to figure out how to uproot it, fix it, and get it to a place where we never have to address it again. But you can only do that by being vulnerable, creating a safe place for yourself to create this type of uh, uh, dialect and this type of conversation, and others to feel safe enough to come on and, and express and share their stories as well, because... You know, you don't want to do that in the public and then you get the wrong people in the comments talking shit. It's like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. this ain't for you. And yeah. you knocking it out the frame every night, nigga, kudos. I'm happy you don't have to go through this because it is very uncomfortable to lay next to your wife knowing that she's upset because you cannot perform and you're upset with yourself because you don't know why you can't perform. Mm-hmm. This almost ruined us. Mm-hmm. We were we were, we were, were having a conversation of like, well, if we did split, do you want to go back? St. Louis, East St. Louis, or what? Like how we were having those conversations. 
This almost ruined us. And it really, it was really, really hard on us because the other aspects of our relationship were so great. Everything else was great. Everything else was so great. We were on the page, on the same page with everything else, whether it was finances, the kid, goals, like all these things. But then when it came, the anytime it just felt like anytime we were in the bedroom together, like the tension was so thick. Cut it with a butter knife. Like it was. It was very, very, very heavy. And um, in looking up, because I know one of the reasons I know that I'm not the only woman dealing with this because the internets have told me, because I've looked it up and looked at it from the the woman's point of view on this side. Because so there's ample information on it being the man, um, man's that, the, the man's that's not, being pleased but it's not as much about it being on the um you know the woman having that issue but i also um what was i about to say oh okay so um it's i remember it was at one point where like we legit went like three months without was it having sex yes i know i'm pretty sure that was like the longest time we went And uh, it was just like this. It was just so many just exhausting conversations we had about it. And to the point where it was like neither one of us wanted to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's talk about anything else but this. Let's act like this don't exist. Yeah. And we were both blaming ourselves and each other. Like, it was a lot. It was Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. But we made it through. I'm going to tell you what, though. And y'all know I've said this many a times. Very rarely does greatness come from a place of comfortability. It was from those uncomfortable moments that we strengthened our communication mm-hmm. like no other. I'm going to be honest with we... y'all. I, I've told y'all on a number of better help ads, I was not about that therapy life. I was mm-hmm. like, I ain't finna talk to no fucking stranger. The fuck is talking going to do? What, what is it going to do? Not a goddamn thing. Fuck that shit. You don't put family business out in the street like that. I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong yeah. on, on so many levels. One, talking, we think about shit all day in our mind, right? Mm-hmm. We think about things, and we give it life in our mind, and we create these... This, this narrative. This narrative and these uh, these uh, examples yeah. that have not happened. And what's in but, there becomes yeah. your truth. Yeah, you start playing it out, you start living it, you yeah. start molding your energy off of that. Um, but a lot of times, when you speak something, when you verbalize What's going on? And not just thinking. You verbalize. You hear sometimes how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. Or just verbalizing helps you understand it more where you could start to create some type of resolution from it or some type of cure for it or whatever by verbalizing. But just staying in our mind yeah. it does nothing. It so does that was nothing. the first thing. Talking to a therapist helped me get out these thoughts that, one, I was too ashamed and embarrassed to express with friends other than my, my close friend, Mike. Um, who who was going through a similar situation? So he had he had no advice. He was going through damn near the exact same thing. The only difference was we had better communication than him and his wife at that point had. So it was like I had no help on that front. I I I had no one to talk to. I had no one to turn to. So those uncomfortable conversations encouraged me to go to therapy to talk to someone who would be unbiased and hear mm-hmm. me out and not 
give opinions that she might have heard from somebody else or something like that. She really just asked probing questions, and those probing mm-hmm. questions like helped make me you answer, think. Yeah, made me think and helped yeah. me answer for myself. That's what. And really dig deeper and realize that it wasn't a physical thing; it was really a mental thing mm-hmm. that I was dealing with. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. And um, we we talked about it uh a lot, a lot. And uh, that's why that's pretty much what got us to the point we're at now where we're so open and honest with each other, because if we were able to talk about this and make it through as hard and just vulnerable as we had to be in that conversation, then it's like, oh, hell, we could we could cover anything now. Like there's nothing off the table there's no secrets. There's yeah. no. There's no BS. Like we, we share everything. We shared a lot. <laughs> um, I showed her DMs, <laughs> everything, and then we. But here's the thing, though, about those uncomfortable conversations, it, it comes with a lot of transparency. It comes with a lot of revelations. Like I did not know what intimacy was to her. Yeah, my idea of intimacy was fucking. We're being intimate, we're kissing, we're close breathing. <laughs> Penetration, intimacy. Intimacy for Farron doesn't necessarily even require us to take our clothes off. Intimacy for her is laying next to each other, being still, or laying next to each other, talking, rubbing on each other's shoulders, hands, just holding hands, my arm around her shoulder. That close personal time is intimacy for her. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Because sometimes she didn't even want the sex. She wanted the intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I did not even realize that. So um, actually, I'm going to point that out because that's one of the things um, I found. It was like, what's the actual underlying reason that this is bothering you so much? And it was. it seemed like when the sex stopped, the intimacy stopped. And because when we got to that point where... We were we were trying to get back on track, and we were getting close and and just enjoying sharing the same space and breathing together or whatever. It was like shit. This is what I need. I ain't even trying to fuck right now. Like I just want to be here in this space because I haven't had this. This has been missing. But because I equated intimacy with sex too, that I just knew that the sex was gone. I did not pick up on the other part that I was actually missing until I got it back. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, I really, really like this, and I've always kept this um, this link to Healthline because it, it talks about the, you know, why you could be having this issue so that you can see it from from your partner's point of view. Because I didn't even think to to really look at it from your point of view until I started um, therapy. That's not true. I did, but he, I had, I switched to a male therapist and he helped me see even more with his line of questioning, mm-hmm. see even more from your point of view, like what was, what, what was happening behind the scenes that I wasn't privy to or what may have been going on in your head that I wasn't privy to. Mm-hmm. But, um, it basically like the first step is determine like why like whether or not a sexless relationship bothers you and if so like what is the underlying reason is it just the fact that 
you're not having sex or is there something else missing that's sex is linked to <coughs> and that's what you're you're tying it to um but here are some uh factors to to consider in just trying to 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 flesh it out like this is I'm happy. I'm proud of myself. I haven't cried yet. <laughs> Good job, babe. <laughs> but um, just some, some factors to, to think of. Um, like, can you remember the last time you and your partner enjoyed sexual intimacy? Um, Tuesday. <laughs> Actually, was it Tuesday? It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. It was Wednesday. Um, mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, sexual intimacy is the last thing you want to think about or your heart hurts when considering the state of sexual intimacy with your partner. Like, is that something you're going through? Because I knew, like, I was, I felt literally hurt from it. Uh, the rejection, uh, the, my confidence went down, my anxiety went up, like, I was a mess. Um... If there's hesitancy and or avoidance of initiating physical touch, we had that too. Man, listen. <laughs> Either because of potential rejection or the possibility that it'll lead to unwanted sex. Fellas, like, let me tell you something. <sighs> let me tell you something. That one hit. I was so in my head and we were so timid around each other and sexual energy and just starting it. I would go soft mid-stroke. Do you understand how embarrassing it is and the fear of thinking that you can never fuck again? Because I had so many mental roadblocks going on, so many scenarios that could play out mm -hmm. that I would let them win and overpower me from being in the moment and go soft and she was trying to be, it's okay, man. You, you want me to suck you too and get back? And, and <laughs> all of this. She was, she was such a comforter and a confidant in those times. But it, I mean, just shattered my confidence in the bedroom, which affected my confidence on stage, which affected my confidence in the daily like life and just going about things, selling cars, whatever the fuck I was doing, man. I just, to feel like you, a man, cannot please his wife. But the one thing that is just like, seems so natural, so primal, I couldn't do it. It was fucking me up. Mm -hmm. Which is why it took so long to get comfortable to do this episode, but also why it's so important to do this episode because, again, I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one. And yeah. you, you're out there thinking, like, I have no one to talk to about this. Like, even at therapist, you're not going to be completely comfortable coming out with this, like, the first couple sessions. This is some shit to, you know, all right, eight months in. All right, listen, my wood be going to dust. <laughs> this is, it is pencil sharpener shavings. <laughs> four strokes in. Because normally, even if you're a little soft, you get that thing in there, you get four or five good strokes, it's up, right? I get four or five strokes, and it would go in reverse. It would Benjamin Button. I mean, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times. And now, now, she's she's happy that I tried, that I put forth the effort. But I'm embarrassed and angry that I even tried because it's like this is the outcome. Yes, 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 yes. Because I was, I mean, 
And it was so many times I would tell you, like, I just appreciate you actually trying and initiating because it's when you don't that, you know, I feel like something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a, you're not attracted to me. Like, that was in question. Like, um, and even with the, that's the point I forgot earlier. So we're going to bounce back for a second. Even the, uh, when it would take me uh, a long time to have an orgasm, it was, in that, it's like, so what? It take a long time. Am I not worth it? Like, all of that, like, was just in my head. Oh, I'm not worth the time, the energy, like, you know. And it was just, it was a lot what? of that. And I'm also like, <laughs> you ride for three minutes. <laughs> I'm fucking fucking for forty eight minutes. Just, and that's another thing, though. The fact that you bring that up is because. You like to be in control, so I, even if I would be riding you, you'll be like, let me get on top. And it's like, am I doing it wrong? Like, okay. And so we, we would switch because you would want to. That is true. That is true. Uh, some of that was the control factor. Because even if she was, I let her ride for a little bit, I would be humping from the bottom. Like, he just can't. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Riding is a, it's a, it's a mastered skill, and a lot of times... If it's not done to the person's like, and I'm not, a, I was I'm not doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm not a great teacher. I will admit I that. I was like, doing it wrong. It took us watching porn together and be like, I like this, mm -hmm. or I like this, I like this, I like this, for me to be comfortable saying it. But again, this is this is step one. We that's step three. We haven't even made it past step one, so I didn't feel comfortable going to that part right there. Yeah. So when I would switch, it would be to so I can control the stroke, so I can maintain my mm -hmm. erection. So I might have to put her in a different position because I feel. Like, as she's riding, I feel the bends. And you know, fellas, the bends. You, get, you get too many of these bends, that bad boy means it's finna go soft. So I had to flip her real quick while still being aside to find a different position to get the stroke up oh to get the erection back up. Because this was all mental. Yeah. Right? Instead of enjoying it in a moment, I'm literally giving life to every negative potential possibility. Yeah. Right? And so, like, what if I go soft right when she's finna come? What if I go soft right when I'm about to come? What if I never come? What if she never comes? What if I, I fall, I, 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 it goes limp, but then she's trying to give me head and I can't get it back up? I'm giving all of this shit. And trust me, people, this is not easy to say. Yeah. In front of, even though it's only 35 of y'all right now, <laughs> when this episode airs, I'm gonna be on pins and needles because yeah, it's, we both are. it's very sensitive information. Yeah. And... To be this vulnerable <clears throat> is difficult, right? Because I'm always thinking somebody could use this information against me and all that shit. But honestly, I'm at a point right now where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, but we're working on us. We're still getting to a place where we are, like, 100%. We're not there. We're constant works, uh, constant people in works, constant bodies in works. But, but why? We're, we're so far from where we were. Yeah, but um, bouncing back to you saying you were just in your head while he's thinking all of that, I'm in my head at the same time thinking he doesn't actually want to be here. And, like, I don't know if I was projecting that, but I felt it in his energy. Like, I just, I felt that. And it's like, um, we not enjoying this. Like, let's find, let's just, let's just be done. And, it, you know, it just... It hurt knowing that he did not want to be there. Like it was just a lot, a lot of, of hurt and just us not even understanding how we got to that point and how to get ourselves out of it. Mm. Um, 
some other, you know, Whew. factors. 40 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get past this episode, the rest of the episodes are still very important, but they're not as Revealing. personal. As <laughs> this right here is something that yes. still gives us chills when we think like, man, you remember a couple years ago? Yeah. Whew. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, like we said, it was because of our our perceptions. Because it was certain things that um, we both. Well, we'll get into it. I yeah. don't want to jump the gun on yeah. that one. But just our own per perceptions and and not sharing, you know, how how we feel or not not knowing how to share how we feel about certain things. Real but quick, anyway, I want to I give a shout out to MTM and Chris. Uh, I'm reading Chris's comments. He's like, man, this is scaring me, all this type of stuff. Chris, use this as a guide, brother. Um, you, When you choose to be with somebody for the rest of your life, you're choosing to be with somebody that might have grown up completely different from you, is, has different views on different things. And a lot, of that time, a lot of times you won't find that shit out until you're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And I had never lived with somebody. Ever, like I never, I had never moved in with a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend move in with me, like so. A lot of this was a, a culture shock for yeah. me, and yeah, you know, we may have taken longer than some, but I'm sure we took less time than others. But again, what I really feel like saved us was the communication. Yeah, we laughed a lot. My communication was not great in the beginning, but it yeah. was from her patience. And her willingness willingness to keep going, keep trying, that I was able to open up and I felt self safe expressing myself in these awkward situations. Mm -hmm. So don't be terrified. It's understandable understandable to be anxious. Uh, but man, it's sometimes it just takes time, man. Yeah. And um the energy ha does matter. Uh MTM. Mm -hmm. That like that's that's a really big I'm really big on energy. So I'm giving off one energy that I don't want to do it because I'm a, I'm afraid and I'm ashamed and she's receiving that energy as I don't want to be there, which isn't like it's not it's not wrong. different it's not wrong <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be there because I'm ashamed and I'm afraid but <laughs> yeah energy definitely matters yes 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 um so another factor to uh, to consider um you know if when you're going through this and you're trying to figure out why why because that's the that's the biggest question like why is this happening um other forms of intimacy are also lacking in your relationship so like like i said before like i because we tied sex to intimacy when sex was was missing or you know actually it was the intimacy that was missing and we just made it sex that was the problem and um yeah so we just you know the the touching like sometimes i just have to spell it out to him like i need like a lot of attention tonight or i need a pda field night literally we're going wednesday out. night wednesday night yep. she told me this i need a pda field night i was like do you need me to explain to you what i mean by that like i don't want to leave anything to chance i want the kisses the touches the i want all of that be all in my face like because i'm going to be in yours like i need that energy back so and that's another thing. Like, we expect our people to read our minds and know what we like when 
we actually haven't told them. Mm-hmm. We may have get uh, at a boy when things are are right, but we haven't told them those extra steps that we need. We just wait to see what they offer sometimes, and it has to be spelled out. And even now today, like depending on the mood I'm in, I'm like, look, I I want to if we're going out, I'm planning on dancing all up on you, all on you, all around you. Like this, that's the energy I have tonight. Like. And I need you to know and be aware of what's happening, <laughs> you know. So um, we're gonna talk about that more in the next episode. Yeah. But um, I didn't even know Farron liked sucking dick like that. I'll be honest with y'all. <laughs> didn't even know it. <laughs> didn't even know it. But let me tell you, like the next episode, you are gonna find out a lot. Okay. Uh, what you plan on telling in that next episode? Um, about our likes on the, the porn thing oh. and, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, Chris said, do y'all think getting married had anything to do with it? Yes and no. Yeah. I think I think yes to the point where uh, the preconceived misconception of what I thought marriage was supposed to be yeah. has something to do with it. And Me then too. also um, us not talking previously before. Because we thought we had talked. We, we, we sat in the hot tub in the suite. The night I proposed to her, and we put that lady, I ain't never had a threesome. I have had a threesome, and all this type of stuff. And we thought we put it all out there. Yeah, yeah. And even though we've always been so open and honest with each other, we still didn't realize that we hadn't covered everything. And you don't know what you need to discuss until sometimes it happens right up on you. So we, it had happened right up on us, and we was like, man, we didn't, we didn't really talk about this. Like we didn't discuss this part and now we have to while there's an issue and so mm-hmm. it just made it the conversation more difficult mm-hmm. um yeah Oof. but <laughs> i uh, another note that i saw on healthline that i liked that was like look back and see when it first began and though we talked about it there was some um some other things that we didn't even i didn't even really think about until um until talking to my therapist, uh, but like someone dealing with an an illness, um, you know, could be an, a a reason for a mental shift that causes these issues, um, or someone experiencing significant body changes, weight gain, weight loss, and injury, like um, all of that. I gained some or, weight and I had a dickyotomy and shit wasn't working the same. So a I was, what? A dickyotomy. What the fuck is that? It's not a real thing. No, exp- okay. Thank you. So why did you say it with your mouth? You don't know? You ashamed now? Good. Anyway, um, having an unresolved conflict um, can also be be the source of this, that, that mental shift that's ruining your your libido or your energy towards sex um high levels of stress and we were like when i look back now like at the time of me moving here and everything i thought i was like handling it well i thought i adjusted well but now when i look back i'm like i was not okay and i didn't realize it until like i made it through and started reflecting back on my experiences are just things I, I thought or felt or said. And it's like, 
I was not okay. <laughs> Man, listen. I'm gonna okay. tell y'all something. The for the people that are part of well, obviously y'all listening right now, but when everyone else starts watching and when the episode comes out, I was at the uh Texas Fair and I told you about this. Mm-hmm. Um I had a, a corn dog and we were so broke at times where all we could afford to do was buy boxes, these 40 packs or 50 packs of corn dogs. And when I bit into that corn dog, it hit me, like, how far we have come, like, mentally, emotionally, financially. It almost, I almost started crying at that moment mm-hmm. because it was so surreal. Yeah. Because the financial part is great, right? Like, money equals freedom. But, like, the emotions that were tied to us sitting at a table quiet because the tension is so thick in the house that we're not even talking during dinner because anything could lead to somebody popping off or crying or being upset or leaving and some shit like that. It was just so awkward. And yeah. man, like just to be in a better place feels so much better because it, it was it was hard, man. It was and it, the hardest part was like feeling like I let my best friend down. Like that is I don't mind her being upset with me. Don't mind it. That's gonna happen. I'm gonna make Aww. it up. I'm gonna mind her being mad. Cry. That's fine too. But having my best friend disappointed in me off of something that I don't know why it was happening. I didn't realize how mental it was. And I just felt defeated, man. Yeah. And to have her, her, as fine as she is, doubting herself and thinking that she's the problem. We, we both, game, we coach. both were the problem. Cause that's another thing I feel like I fucked up on because I uh, am a pretty confrontational person, and um, so I was very like, very in his face about it. Like, yo, like tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. I'll never understand. You ain't saying shit. Like, I was very confrontational, and it just made him retreat even more so that's why i've always said like just because you're willing to talk does not mean that you're communicating well like you're you're not doing a good job at it and so though he credits his his ability to communicate now to me it was like when i first started out i was not communicating well and um i had to like reel it in and learn that Okay, if I actually want us to to work and get through this, I have to change the way that I'm approaching issues. Like the way I would talk to uh, an ex is the reason why they an ex. Like the way I would talk to somebody on the street, like I cannot give him that. So um, yeah, I was I was not doing. I was very confrontational, very combative about it because I was mad and hurt. And when you mad and you hurt, you're ready to fight. So. That's yeah. That was that was not okay. That's why I'm like we we both like really really uh, we just made a, a whole bunch of bad decisions on how to handle that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but more um, things that could like shift your mental state: high levels of of stress, like I said, and feeling constantly worried. And this man worries 24 7 and so it was like I can't even imagine like the 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 things that I'm like I don't understand why you even giving that that much energy is like it worries him to no end and so 
I can't even imagine how he was feeling and a lot of it um is it hurts me to know that he was feeling this way because it's just he just didn't deserve to feel to to internalize that the way it was and that's why I'm like yo that was not all on you uh the way I handled it initially pushed a pushed a lot of it on you and uh, you know it's hard to let go of those those things it's like I've already it was been pushed my way I've internalized it it's mine now and it's you know that's not fair to you so I'm sorry babe it's all good don't look at you let me boop you boop um <laughs> so uh just all of all of this is a, a little background and a little, you know, things to pay attention to. If you're going through this, questions to ask yourself if you're going through this. And we're going to wrap this segment up and then get into how to come out of it and what some some things that we've done to to come out of it in part two. Yeah. Whew. Get it. The pits? I'm pitting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So um thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Um and yes, join us for the for the next part of this of this segment on how to come out of a sexless marriage together. Mm-hmm. Together. Yeah. It doesn't have to end you. All right. We'll see y'all next time on another episode of More, More to, to the, the Story. story. Bye. Peace.